Nick, let's go back to the very start of your Everton days. You're not from the local area, but you were a you were a young boy when you first arrived at Everton, weren't you? Yeah, I was only 10, 10 years of age. Um, Stoke-on-Trent originally. Um, at that time, I think there was three, four, five of us came up with different age groups uh, to join the academy. So it was, uh, it was a couple of nights a week up the M6 and uh, to the games on a Sunday. So yeah, I was a young age, but uh, I loved it even back then. Did you have any other clubs that wanted you at the time? Uh, one or two. I think there was a couple of phone calls at the time, yeah. Um, but as I say, I think I think it helped that a lot, or a couple of the lads who were from, from my way uh, joined Everton. One of the coaches as well, actually, which was a big big influence. So, um, so uh, once I once I come up and seen, seen the place and obviously knew some of the lads and stuff like that, so it was, uh, it was quite an easy one, really. Did you feel yourself improving as a footballer, even though you were still a young boy? Um, I wasn't really aware of it as, such, as a young age, really. It was just a case of, well, I scored on Sunday, or, or I did well. or um, I always had the feeling that I was pleasing the coaching staff, if you like. I was, I was never one that was, wasn't taking stuff on. I never got any frustration from the coaches or anything like that. And... Played up, played up a couple of age groups at times because it was, it was quite physically quite big as back then. Um, so I don't think I would, I'm, I'm not assessing it really as much as to think, oh, I'm doing this right or getting better at this, that, and the other. It was just, it was just more of the games I was doing while I was scoring, and so I must have been doing all right, kind of thing. Which of the coaches do you particularly recall being being helpful towards your development? Mainly, mainly when I got older, of Colin, Colin and uh, and Andy Holden, and Colin was great with me. And I think they they sort of took us from being good schoolboy footballers and academy footballers, and actually started to teach us the professional game. Um, and that that was a noticeable difference. When you talk about, was I aware of getting better? I was I was very very aware at sort of 16, 17, 18 of what the professional game looked like as opposed to just doing well in the, on, the, on the Sunday morning. Um, but John McMahon was brilliant as a, young, as a younger coach. Uh, Neil Jusnip, a lot, a lot of the coaches as we, as we came through, were, we were obviously at a top academy, at a top club, so the coaching was, was brilliant. Um, and we enjoyed it more than anything else. And uh, I think that's, that's probably rule number one. If the lads are enjoying it, then they're probably doing well at it. You've got to enjoy it, haven't you? It's such a commitment for you and your family. If the boy's not enjoying it, it can quickly become a slog, a real slog. 100% and slowly, slowly but surely, I, I remember, I just spoke about a couple of lads had come up from the Stoke, Stoke area. We were like the first ones. Um, and I remember a lot of the scouts that were quite territorial over it at first. So Bradley Orr and Joey Barn were in, were in our age group at the time. And it was like, it was, it was these coming in from Stoke thinking they can mix it with us. Um, so we had to prove ourselves a little bit and I think I was just going to say slowly but surely them lads sort of dropped off or got released or and you started to realise the, the elite level you were actually trying to achieve when what were good young footballers were getting told that they weren't getting a contract so um, it was it was a difficult journey but as I say thoroughly enjoyable You mentioned there Colin Harvey an absolute Cast iron, guilt edged, genuine legend of the football club. If Colin spends a bit of time with you and thinks you've got a chance, then you have got a chance, haven't you? Yeah, and he was he was really tough, really tough on us. Um, 
probably a couple of times when I first joined the club full time when I was it was that tough on you. you you started to perhaps not enjoy it um, but I think if you were if you had half a brain cell you realise that the ones he was tough on were probably the ones who he thought had half a chance and he was trying to get you to uh, to such an elite level he had to be that way uh, the ones who, who didn't like it who sulked about it who couldn't take couldn't take to it were probably the ones who weren't going to quite get to where he where he needed players to get to, um, and as I say, I think once you started to get to and reach to a certain level, you started to realise that actually the things he was tough on you on you with and were about were for your own benefit and were were things that were standing you in good stead when you were when you were moving up up and around the uh, the senior level. A massive part of your football education and people of your era was reserve team football because it wasn't under-23 football that we see now. You were playing against experienced, seasoned professionals. Sometimes you were playing against international centre-halves, weren't you? Which must have been an unbelievable learning curve for you. Yeah, it was brilliant. And like you say, it was reserve team football. And um, I remember Man United had sort of David May, Gary Neville, Paul Scholes playing and uh, Stephen Henshaw's played for Liverpool. Um, there was Wes Brown. There was loads of names you would come up against. And for for me as a young player, my mindset was very much at that time: if I can do well against these, I'm sort of giving myself confidence in the fact that I was doing well against seasoned pros. So the jump then probably wasn't as big as what what it might have been had I never experienced that mm. back then. It was it was we had a we had a t- we had a good team. It was it was tough to get into the reserves team. Um, and a lot of seniors played, just Scott Gemmels and Mark Pembridges and, and Gaza played a couple of games for us and mm. I played alongside Kevin, Kev Campbell and, and Dunk and I was playing not only against senior pros but also with them um, and it's a massive step in terms of your, your learning curve as a, as a young player, definitely. It clearly stood you in good stead to when you did get into the first team and start to play Premier League football. When you look back now, do you think the way the football club handled the pace of your career and, and the pace of your development was right? Do you think you were ready for the Premier League? Uh, I think it forced me way in through scoring goals, if I'm honest. Um, I, I was regular, really, goal scorer at every, at every age group. And I remember, I remember going to see Walter Smith. I think, I think we had a few injury problems and I think Steve Watson was playing up front. And I remember speaking to Walter Smith as like a 17-year-old and asking him why I wasn't in the team. <laughs> that was brave. <laughs> Which, uh, sound, it sounds crazy now, but at the time, I was, I was a regular scorer in the reserve team. Uh, there was a, people, were, people were asking me quite regularly why, why I wasn't given an opportunity. And uh, eventually, eventually, I wasn't. What I found, looking back now, what I found very difficult was that I think I was only just, just turned 18 when I, when I made my debut. I hadn't really played that much first-team football by the age of sort of coming towards 22. Now that felt a, that felt an eternity for me, mm. uh, and the, I probably didn't appreciate how well I was doing to be in and around Premier League football, and especially as a striker with the quality of players that we had in in the squad at the time. Um, I, I remember being frustrated, and as a as a young striker in the position I was in, I was actually I was probably doing really well. I just didn't appreciate that or couldn't see it because. Because I played at an early age, and I think once you get the taste for that first team football and everything that goes with it, when you're in your fourth season of reserve team football, it's, you're not as grateful as probably what you were when you were only in your first season. Um, and there comes a time, I think, when you have to look to move on and you have to look to 
go and test yourself and challenge yourself. But looking back now, I was probably still, I was still only a young, I was very much a young player as a young centre forward who was in the Premier League and in, in and around, in and around the teams and the squad. So uh, I was in a really good position. Um, as you say, you appreciate probably that more now than what I did at the time. I remember at the time when you came in and you scored, you scored three goals in, in five or six games, but you never, ever got ahead of yourself. You always kept your feet on the ground. And that was a, that was a reflection of, of both your upbringing as a person with your family and also your upbringing through the football club with the likes of Andy Holden and Colin Harvey. Yeah, there was never any, there was never any chance of that. I think, obviously, I got to know yourself personally and, and all the staff and the, the players as well. And there was, I don't think there was anyone in terms of characters around the club at that time that would let you get ahead of yourself. It just wasn't really tolerated by the group. It was, we were all in it together. Everyone was uh, having a laugh with everybody else. There was, everyone was on, a, was on a level, whether that be players, staff, media, who, whoever it may be. We were all just uh, loving being part of Evan. And uh, I, was, I knew I was very fortunate to contribute the way I was. And uh, I was obviously making, me, making myself happy and proud and family proud. Um, and I wanted more and I wanted to, but I was also acutely aware that uh, the level I was at and how hard, it, how hard it had been to get there and to stay there. The emergence of Wayne Rooney in the summer of 2002 was just spectacular. For the football club, it was sensational. But for you, Nick, a little bit of you must have thought, Wayne, why couldn't you be just two years younger? Because David Moyes gave young players a chance, Ozzy, yourself, Vaughan, Victor. He was always unlikely to play yourself and Wayne too often together, wasn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. I think looking back, looking back now, I mean, listen, if you're at good football clubs, you're only going, you're always going to have good players coming through the academy or, or good players being signed. Um, so that was never a problem for me. Um, looking back now, of course, there, as you say, there was never going to be two young strikers playing up top for Everton in the Premier League. It probably wasn't going to happen. There also wasn't many Wayne Rooney's knocking round mm. two years younger than, than players. So, um, on one hand, yeah, it was a little bit unfortunate. Um, but then two years ahead of me was, was Phil Jevons and Danny Kadamatri, who sort of moved, moved on and then I got my chance. And then when I left, so Vaughan came in and, and Victor. Um, so, that was very much the psych. That's, that's football and there's always going to be good young players. But obviously, for the club, it was an, it was an amazing thing to have such a talented scouser and Everton fan playing for the football club and uh, you know I, I was very fortunate to be in around it at that time and play with Wayne and I, I had one or two injuries as a young player probably at key times when things were going quite well for me and like you say Wayne comes into the team and, and grabbed his opportunity and went on to show what an absolutely fantastic world-class player he is so uh, I think from the club's point of view it was absolutely brilliant and you know I don't look back with any sort of regret over that it was just uh, it's just the way it was when you really felt it was time to move on what was the what was the support mechanism like within the football club did, did Everton help you to find a, a new club yeah they didn't want me to go that was the crazy when I look back now Everton didn't want me to go and David Moyes didn't want me to go the players all thought I should stick around and, and every time I played I'd done well and scored my record of scoring even when I went, even went to the first team, was was very good. I'd just seen that. I think we'd signed. I think we just signed James Beattie not long before, and I think that was sort sort of like striker number eight at the club at the time. So you were thinking it's, it's difficult to break in. You're, you're a striker playing, trying to young striker trying to break into a top Premier League team, the best league in the world. It's a difficult thing to do. Um, 
and any player will tell, tell you they want that run of games and that's what I craved and I was quite realistic that that wasn't going to happen. Um, felt when it did come on, I scored and made an impact. Um, but I just craved that real opportunity more so just to see, find out for myself how good I could could do and how how far I could go. Um, I started to crave that sort of, I'd, I'd worked so hard to get there and then um, I didn't want that just to be the the end really, just, just getting there. I wanted to stay there and, and do as well as I could and I, I honestly thought I'd probably move on and do really well and move back to Everton eventually and after it turned out great it's not quite as, not quite as easy as that uh, that was the naive sort of 19 20 or 21 year old uh, mindset at the time um, but but yeah I mean I was fortunate to be in and, in and around it at that time and um, like I say the sport mechanism was very good I remember when I first left at, left to go to Plymouth I got a uh, when I, made, when I made my debut, I had something waiting for me on my place at the Plymouth dressing room, and it was a it was a signed sheet from all the lads wishing me all the best. The lads had signed it. I think yourself might have even signed it, and a lot of the staff all wishing me wishing me well and wanting me to do great. I remember the day I moved, Taff, who was sort of like the hardest man in the world back in the day, or to me certainly was. I remember him taking me around the corner and crying his eyes out. I think we both were because um, that's how much it meant to to us. Um, but it, in terms of support, I mean, people still speak, speak to people to this day. And when I first left, I went with everyone's best wishes. And uh, uh, I've got nothing, I can't say anything uh, negative about the place. I remember getting to know you when you were a teenage striker in the reserve. So it makes me feel very old now to see you sitting there with a tracksuit on, with your initials on <laughs> one side and an AFC file badge on the other. Just bring us up to date with what you're doing now, Nick. So I'm assistant manager. So uh, I was at Wigan. Last four or five years to the uh, the under 18s there, um, we we done quite well. Moved up to the under 23s, did the under 23s there for the last uh, two years at Wigan, um, and then uh, obviously the club went into administration, which coincided with Jim Bentley here at, at Fylde, um, offering me the, the assistant manager's role. So uh, it's another step really along my on my coaching pathway. Uh, it's a chance for me to move into senior football and. We had quite a lot of success at Wigan with the youth team and the other 23s team. So if we can mirror that success here at, here at Fylde, we've got an ambitious chairman, the, the club's ambitious, and we've got great facilities. So uh, we're trying to move the club in the right direction. If we can do that, then uh, then uh, that'll make me happy. And do you, do you look back on your time at Evans Academy? You played for a lot of coaches, Andy Holden, Colin Harvey, Alan Irvine, David Moyes, fantastic coaches. Is there a little bit of them? In the Nick Chadwick, the coach? Everything, I think. Um, be a fool not to. I think, I think when you've been at Everton around the people you've just, you've just uh, spoken about there and some of the names, that then ingrains on who you are and who you become. It's not just a football thing. I think in terms of you as a person, and uh, I think that, that is just then who you become. And I think all my beliefs, my footballing beliefs, my life beliefs have been shaped and shapes through the characters and, and coaches um, who mentored me as I was growing up as a, as a young boy and a young player. Um, so I think that's shaped 100% the values I've got now in terms of coaching. And um, as I say, if it hasn't, then something, something's gone wrong. So uh, if, I can, if I can do half as good as some of the names you just mentioned, I'd be happy. Just finally, Nick, as well, having coached young players and now coaching senior players, 
if you're looking after a young player, there's got to be a pathway there. The young player's got to feel as if he's got a chance to complete the journey and play in the first team. And, and at Everton, as proved, that's always been the case, isn't it? 100%. I mean, it's amazing when you look at the, the names of the people who've come through the Everton Academy and the chances that have been given to such a massive football club in the Premier League with the, with the money that's spent and the money now in the game at that level to continue to keep pushing the young boys through the academy. It's absolutely amazing and credit to everyone at, everyone at the football club and everyone at the academy that keep producing player after player good enough to be able to, to make the debut in Everton's first team and now massive admiration for the ones who managed to stay there and make a career for themselves and inevitably there'll be ones who drop down and have good careers in football. Um, but you just credit to the football club the fact that they managed to produce so many good people and good foot and good footballers and that's massively important as you say I've worked with young players there's nothing like them being able to see it and being able to taste it and, mm. and looking at well he's, he's had an opportunity I remember it myself as a, as a youth team player Phil Jevons has played Danny Kadamatri has played yeah. you know these lads these are your mates and they're, they're getting opportunities and it gives you it gives you that hope that yours yours will, will then come so young players have to have opportunities and uh, I think Everton's probably one of the best football clubs for, for giving young players opportunity.